Well, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radamek. Bertotovo is your host. Thank you so kind of for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today, today, today. You guys know what the bad news was today, but you know what? We're going to hold off. We're going to hold off with that bad news and go ahead and get immediately to the program. Michael says, Egberto, I might be a little bit over the limit today. Well, let's, I tell you what, I'll move my tongue a little bit faster today. Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes alongside 10 others charged with seditious conspiracy for January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. The arrest of Rhodes and others is a serious escalation of the accusations against thousands of rioters who stormed the Capitol. The charges answer in part a growing chorus of Republicans who have publicly questioned those seriousness on January 6th insurrection, arguing that since no one had been charged yet with sedition or treason, it could not have been seen to be violent. Finally, 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 the first arrest for planning an insurrection. There's a willful blindness among conservatives to the events of January 6th. Actually, it is not blindness. They've asked them questions and they have come out and they said, guess what? Ah, we think certain things within this country requires a violent response. They said it, not us snowflakes, right? All right. Supreme Court blocks Biden administration COVID uh, requirements from workplace, which would have required larger businesses to ensure the workers receive the COVID vaccine or wear masks and get tested on a weekly basis, but allows vaccine mandate to uh, health care workers. The Supreme Court has to balance rights and responsibilities against the tangible risk of hospitalization and debt for the American public. And in this case, they've split the difference, gone against public health experts' advice, not recognizing the virus doesn't care about rights. Exactly right. Well, you know what? I think Biden should start blame the Supreme Court. Blame the Supreme Court. Those are the folks that you wanted running things. That's what they said. Biden announces 500 million additional tests which will be purchased for Americans, doubling the government previous purchase as his administration scrambles to respond to the highly contagious Omicron variant. I recently gotten a COVID PCR test, came back negative. This is peace of mind. Many of our fellow Americans need this as well. Sick. Third one, Biden to send more military medics to U.S. hospitals in COVID-19 hotspots across six states and would give Americans free masks and more free tests to tackle the fast-spreading Omicron variant. I'm not going to get what, but commentary. These six states are currently engaged in triage, a.k.a. crisis standard of care due to shortage of staff, many of which have gotten ill themselves. Called, so it seems to me like involuntary, uh, involuntary death panels, right? Anyhow, fifth, no smoking weed won't help you avoid COVID. Stoners got their hopes up. Way too high after a recent study found that compounds in hemp may neutralize the coronavirus in a petri dish. A new study that found compounds in, in cannabis could stop the coronavirus from infecting cells has understandably captured the Internet's attention this week. But while the findings are worth falling, I didn't know about this. <laughs> People shouldn't get too excited yet, as the researchers are very clear that simply smoking or otherwise ingesting cannabis isn't going to make someone COVID-proof, just having a bit of a laugh. The point of not taking preliminary scientific data, which has yet to be thoroughly peer-reviewed, as if it was new theory of gravity. Last second, last one. Asaf unveils bill to ban stock trading by lawmakers' immediate family. The legislation is among a number of proposals in reign in lawmakers' stock transactions. Harry Truman once said, "You can't get rich in politics unless you're a crook." Insider trading is rampant among members of Congress as they and their families personally profit from their positions as congressmen known in advance which corporations will get government subsidies and then they go buy up the stocks we need. You know, it's called insider trading. We all know that, man. 
Uh, Michael Rodden also says, a recent poll showed that 76% of voters believe that lawmakers and their spouses have an unfair advantage, which they do, uh, in the stock market, while just 5% of the respondents approved of members trading stocks. The vast majority of the American people recognize that corruption in government must be addressed. Okay, vamos a comenzar. Welcome aboard, AVQ. Welcome aboard. Linda Joe Kessinger says, hi, everyone. Nanette Birdsmith says, hi, y'all. Eric says, question, if Fauci says everyone will eventually get COVID via Omicron, then we don't need vaccine mandates and it's not true. This is a cause of the unvaccinated like Biden administration spews. Oh my God. Critical thinking. One of the reasons we talk about teaching critical thinking is we need to go into the thinking as if then else. You know, when I programmed computers, we had the if then else model. And then when we got into multiprocessing and multitasking, we had the if, if then model in multiple dimensions, right? That is why critical thinking is important. Let's go ahead and try it here, Eric. You get the vaccine, doesn't stop you from getting infected. It, it stops many people from getting infected, but not all people. But those people who get infected, who've been vaccinated, do well. Those people who have, been, have not been vaccinated, but get the virus, uh, have a much higher percentage of dying. In other words, over 20 times the person that is vaccinated. I, I would like those odds of living, a 2,000% odd of living versus dying to me actually is a good reason to take the vaccine. If we learn critical thinking in school, when a scientist told you, hey, you have, and look at the data, guys, if you took the vaccine, there's a 20, 20 time less chance of you dying, critical thinking would dictate that you say, oh my God, let's take the vaccine. But you see the conspiracy theories and the diminished think, the, the, the way the right has taught people to think in a diminished fashion is the problem. Eric, love you, brother. Let's go ahead and learn together, okay? Tiala Wilson says, hi, I promise not to talk much in here today. Tiala, I would never ask you not to talk or say what you want to say. This is your home. You say as you please. Eric Hayes has a link that he wants to read. I can't get there now, but he says, new voting bill. Uh, question, is it true there is a six to one federal match for donations under $2,000? $200. Example, my re-election candidate had $18 million in his category, and if this goes through, then that would balloon to $100 million. I don't know about that. I can't answer that, honestly, because I don't know, but it sounds completely and entirely false, in my opinion. Norman said he lost the YouTube channel. Let me go to the and see if it's still up on YouTube, but I don't... Oh, no, I'm looking at it at YouTube right now, uh, Norman, so you should... You should be on YouTube because I have a, a feed here on YouTube and I, have a, I should have a feed here on, on Facebook that I monitor as we speak, if I can get that link there. So both, I, I'm looking at both feeds and it seems like both feeds are active. Go ahead and tell me if it has come back or not for you. All right, let's continue here. Eric Hayes says, why would the Democrats take a bill and disguise its name under the NASA bill when the details have nothing to do with it? It's a, something that's done all the time. They take the shell of a bill just because it's already gone through some machinations and throw something else into it. It's what they do in reconciliation and many other things. Nothing non-standard about that. It is always done. Whoa, all I can say sums it all up. You're right there. And even if you disagree, fine, but it is true. Uh, Actually, I will never listen to Jordan. Jordan is a classic buffoon. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't call my friends and people, the average American citizen, that. But politicians who are there misleading people and causing them harm, 
That's what I call them. Norman says, one, two, three. I'm up. Peggy Lopez says, hi all. Hottest temperature ever recorded in Australia since 1960 in the outback. Was matched on Thursday in Onslow on the north coast. 123.6 Fahrenheit. If California is an indicator, more to follow. Yeah, Death Valley in California has been temperature rising. Eric Hayes says, Hey, Biden, you don't need military medics if you would not be the cause of firing the ones that were already... The, oh, my God. There goes the misinformation again. Uh, hello, relatives from E2247. Egberto has a voice that is wonderful if you've never noticed. Today's visit will be greatest ever visit. Thank you so kindly, E2247, for your kind words. Eric says, Pelosi loves the insider information. Yes, she does. As all of those Congress people. I am not going to defend all those wealthy, rich people in Congress. Neither Pelosi nor any of the others. Pelosi came on the screen one time and said, when they asked her a question about stocks, she said, I am a capitalist and I can do, you know, in other words, I can go through the system. I completely disagree with her on that, but I also need Pelosi to do the things that are right. That's it. I am not going, look, if you're coming to politics done right, you're going to get the truth. Where we have to hit the left, we'll hit the left. Where we have to hit the right, we'll hit the right. And where we have to hit the middle, we'll hit the middle. All right. Nanette Birdsmith uh, replying to Tiala Wilson says, Tiala, you should talk as much as you want. Exactly. And Tiala replied, nope. But every, everyone I know that has been and still is heavy smokers when they got the Delta, none of them went to the hospital and recovered quickly. Just sharing. Hey, Tiala, you're concerned me about that. Are you saying that the corruption in your lung from the tar and, the, and all those nasty things from smoking is going to kill the virus? Come on, Tiala. Actually, I don't know. You know what's so funny? I, I made a fun of that, Tiala, but there's nothing that says that the, that, that the chemical infestation of these different biotins in, in, your, in your lungs, who knows, maybe, maybe it kills the virus. I don't know. I would never say that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Eric says, then you get the vaccine and mandates do nothing but ostracize people. I will keep it up. But look, again, like I said, the reason that I am still proposing mandates. The reason that I'm still trying to convince people to take the vaccine is that I do care. You know what? Uh, somebody who doesn't care would say, don't take the vaccine. You know, uh, my daughter and I, when we leave here, even though we have both vaccines and the, uh, and the um, booster, we leave this house with a mask. We come home and the first thing she makes sure that I do as soon as we get through the door is to put a, a solution on our hands to make sure that before we touch her face or whatever things I mean we are operating as if I'm not saying we c couldn't get the virus we could but we are operating as if and she's taught me some of that as well operate as if everybody is infected that's how she's taught me to operate and that's how I've been trying to operate here in the, in, in in DC as I spend the time with her and uh, but I care about the people that are unvaccinated I care from a human level that I don't want, look, the, the best thing for me to say as somebody who wants the left to win and because we believe our policies are better, which they are, is to say, um, let them get infected. Let them get disabled permanently. Let them die. The humanity, in, the human in me will not allow me to want the worst onto my brothers and sisters, even those that completely disagree with me. Because you know what? That is what it is to be progressive. Progressives mean that you really genuinely care 
about humanity. Tom Hay Tom C says, Eric Hayes, without any vaccine mandates, there will probably be over a million total COVID deaths by now. You're absolutely right, Tom. Tom, I haven't I haven't put your poem in um in 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 a good blog yet because I want to fix that stuff up beautifully. You're gonna see what I have planned for your poem because that was a beautiful poem that we had. Any hey, you guys need to come and to the Ask Egberto uh uh thing every sat on Saturdays, first Saturdays of every month. We have good discussion. And Tom had a great poem that he wrote that I want you guys to read. Uh, the Rules Committee print 117 to 28 text of the House Amendment to Senate Amendment. I'll, I'll talk about that after the John Lewis Act. Okay, Mike C-Sex says, Egberto, you are only thinking vaccine when there are other medicines that work better than the vaccine COVID. Why would you want to exclude any medicines that work? I do not want to exclude any medicines that work. A vaccine costs $20 and it's very effective. Uh, other things that work, uh, work on the infected person that is already damaged, costs a whole lot of money, and is not as effective as not getting the virus or getting the virus in a weakened state in the first place. That's all, Mike. Nothing more, nothing less. Look, I want anything that works. Absolutely anything that works, I am for and if it comes from you, Mike, and you prove yourself, I tell you better. I'll, I'll say, Mike, let's do a Zoom interview. And you come and tell us what you found to be successful that's been peer-reviewed and work. Because everybody must have a voice. Eric Hayes says, read it now. It's part of the freaking bill. It, bud, you can't represent something unless you know the details. I don't know what you're talking about, Eric, but you may want to enlighten me. Bruce Pollard said, as far as I can tell from personal experience, most people get infected. If they are vaccinated, it is reduced in impact depending on personal health and things we don't know yet. Listen to what Bruce has to say there because that is fact-based. Uh, Restream bot, Obama signed into law a bill that was, that was titled as if it was going to make it easier access to prescriptions. What the bill did was end criminal cases involving drug distribution companies. They do it all of the times. They, it's a shell of a bill that, has all, that went through all the machinations, and then they stick other word in, into it. It's a common thing that they do in Congress. Eric Hayes says, Jordan thinks what of Egberto? I don't care about Jordan. Jordan is a, Jordan is a complete charlatan, a liar, and somebody who allowed a pedophile to hurt many kids. That's who Jordan is. That's the guys that you guys are looking up to, okay? Melanie Keelan says, still having trouble finding the live stream. Melanie, uh, let me tell you something. Every day at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, I guess it's 1 p.m. Pacific, you can all, uh, and 2 p.m. Mountain, just go to politicsdoneright.com slash TV, politicsdoneright.com slash TV, and you'll always have the, or the, the, the streaming YouTube channel there, and then you can bring it whole or put it on your wherever. But politicsunright.com slash TV will always give you politicsunright.com. I mean, gives you the show that's playing live at 3 p.m. Bruce says, are you going to poly the Gaines interview? Uh, the Gaines interview. I'm not going to play the Gaines interview. Oh, you listen to my 12 o'clock show. Thank you very much, Bruce. No, I'm not doing that. That one I, I'm not going to do today. Uh, I have some other stuff to show today. That was the, P, the KPFT show, sir. I hope you enjoyed that show. Tell me about it. All right, Michael Rudden says, uh, 
Hospitals in six states are overwhelmed by COVID. Too many healthcare workers are getting sick and are crashing from being overworked. The military medics will take some of the strain off. Exactly. Tiala Wilson says, I don't know either. Was just start observed. Okay. Para ver que más estoy aquí. Life first. How is that? Welcome to the show, Life first. Carl Foster. Epps is trending on Twitter. Ray Epps. And let's see who else we got here. Every case is better to this. Your personal choice to operate that way. Your choice. Mandates do nothing. Period. That has been proven to be false. Again, when you don't follow science, what can I do? We have experiments in Kansas, red state, about mandates versus no mandates. Counties that had mandates, their their infection rates plummeted. And the ones with, without mandates, their infection rates went up. We have all kinds of data, Eric, that proves that mandates work. This is not a question up for debate. It's been tested. We've done it scientifically. You are simply wrong. My brother, Life First says, What give you the right to say and or agree that this should be mandatory? What gives it society? The same thing that says you have to have a driver's license to drive or you have to have insurance to drive your car or that you have to have a birth certificate for certain things. We live in a society which is governed by certain mandates. All of us, the people as a society, the majority of us decide that we want and the majority rules. Now, we also have something called the Bill of Rights to protect the rights of the minority. Okay. So let's all remember those few tenets, and then we'll, be, then we'll do just fine. I promise you. Tiala Wilson says, uh, The thing is, once we have these mandates because of COVID, it will be easier and easier to stripe us of our rights. That's not true. When uh, had it ever been okay to question you about your personal health records? Once this door is open, it will never be shut again. And that's not true. These are all figments of our imagination. There is this stuff called we the people. Government is... We the people. And if government ever overreaches, we the people that are actually the representation of government overreaches, it is then our responsibility to mitigate that. And it's called the vote. And that is why we wanted to protect the vote. And since I brought up the vote, I'm going to stop right here and let you know that cinema uh, says... Apparently today I have the video. I'm going to play. I'm going to fix the video for later. But I have a video of the response from from one of the senators, and then we'll take it on the other side. You brought up the thing about government and not wanting. No, we are the government, my friend. We are the government. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Senator Chris Murphy, he has a strong, strong warning for Democratic senators because you know what? Keep playing that game about. We want to maintain the sanctity of the Senate, or we want to give the minority the option. Let's remember what that minority option got you. We got you three Supreme Court justices for the other party by playing all the wrong cards, and it seems like we can't learn. And I'm going to talk about why I think we can't learn, quote unquote, why we can't learn. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. 
in the last hour, of course, uh, Kirsten Cinema was on the floor and flatly rejecting any alteration on the filibuster rules, despite her, her claim that she is committed to voting reform. But these voting rights bills, according to the president, his speech in Atlanta, and what he's going to say to your caucus in, in the next half hour when he gets up there, is they can't pass without changing the filibuster rules. So is it dead now without having all, you know, all 50 Democrats, even if even if Joe Manchin could be persuaded. Yeah, I, I, I'm disappointed that we are going to have a small group of Democratic senators that won't allow us to pass a voting rights bill into law. And I know that some of my colleagues feel that by preserving the filibuster, they are preserving the Senate. I just worry that there's not going to be a Senate around any longer if we don't stop Republicans from successfully engaging in a steal of an election in the way that they tried in 2020. They got really close to seating Donald Trump as president, even though he lost. They are cleaning up their mistakes. They are passing all sorts of state laws designed to allow them to install Donald Trump as president in 2024, regardless of whether he wins or loses. And so my colleagues who say they want the filibuster to preserve the traditions of the Senate may be cutting off their nose to spite their face, because the Senate might not be around five years from now if our democracy falls apart after Donald Trump is successful in installing himself in president after he loses a 2024 election. I think the stakes are that high and we'll continue to work at this. We're not going to give up, but obviously it's a disappointing day. It's indeed a disappointing day. I cannot believe I'm going to have cinema speech later on on a link inside of the blog and maybe I'll attach it up top as well to show that she is living in a world of her own. She doesn't understand politics. She's claiming We can't continue the division. She misses the point. The point is the division continues because we have a failure to execute at the governmental level. And the governmental failure to execute is is a direct responsibility of the filibuster. Break the filibuster, show the American people that the government will work, and allow democracy to work. The minority rights can always be preserved. You know what it's called? The Bill of Rights. And if there are any rights that must, absolutely must be protected for any group, minority or otherwise, throw it into an amendment to the Constitution and make it that those are the particular things that require that in which we cannot get the tyranny of the majority. If you know what I'm talking about, we don't want the tyranny of the majority, but we don't want the tyranny of the minority either. And what we've had over decades and decades is tyranny of the minority. But let's be clear here. Cinema had no problem breaking the filibuster when it came to the debt relief. She had no problem breaking the filibuster when it came to the debt ceiling. But when it comes to things that affect People, people of color, women, when it comes to things that affect those people who are in need, to hell with them. We don't care about them. We don't have to do anything because you know what? They are not meritorious. You know what? They are, they don't, they don't have to be satisfied. As long as the plutocracy, the wealthy, the oligarchy is satisfied, it is okay. We won't, we, we will break the rules if we have to break it to make sure that they get what they need. But what about those who want to vote? What about those who want to get relief? Oh, forget it. You're not good enough. You're not meritorious enough. You're not human, human enough. Remember. They claim they want to maintain the sanctity of the Senate. It's not about the sanctity of the Senate. It's about the ability to have a minority of owned 
politicians rule the country for guess whom? The wealthy, the plutocracy. It is all ordained and until we break the back of that ordinance, it'll be maintained and sustained the way it is right now. And that is a fact. Now, I want you guys now to listen to Kirsten Cinema. What was her argument? And you can see somebody, I mean, it, you would think she's a space cadet, but she knows what she's doing. Take a look at her donor list. In the blog that I am writing for this, I actually have a link to her, the, the, the mass, the, who actually is supporting this woman. And that is, what, that is who's holding our democracy hostage. Check this out. And I strongly support and will continue to vote for legislative responses to address these state laws, including the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act that the Senate is currently considering. I support these bills because they strengthen Americans' access to the ballot box, and they better ensure that Americans' votes are counted fairly. It is through elections that Americans make their voices heard, select their representatives, and guide the future of our countries and our community. These bills help treat the symptoms of the disease, but they do not fully address the disease itself. And while I continue to support these bills, I will not support separate actions that worsen the underlying disease of division infecting our country. The debate over the Senate 60 vote threshold shines a light on our broader challenges. There's no need for me to restate my longstanding support for the 60 vote threshold to pass legislation. There's no need for me to restate its role protecting our country from wild reversals in federal policy. It is a view I've held during my years serving in both the U.S. House and the Senate, and it is the view I continue to hold. It is the belief that I have shared many times in public settings and in private settings. Senators of both parties have offered ideas, including some that would earn my support, to make this body more productive, more deliberative, more responsive to Americans' needs, and a place of genuine debate about our country's pressing issues. And while this week's harried discussions about Senate rules are but a poor substitute for what I believe could have and should have been a thoughtful public debate at any time over the past year, such a discussion is still a worthy goal. But a discussion of rules falls short of what is required. American politics are cyclical, and the granting of power in Washington, D.C. is exchanged regularly by the voters from one party to another. This shift of power back and forth means the Senate 60s vote threshold has proved maddening to members of both political parties in recent years, viewed either as a weapon of obstruction or a safety net to save the country from radical policies depending on whether you serve in the majority or the minority. But what is the legislative filibuster other than a tool that requires new federal policy to be broadly supported by senators representing a broader cross-section of Americans? A guardrail, inevitably viewed as an obstacle by whoever holds a Senate majority, but which in reality ensures that millions of Americans represented by the minority party have a voice in the process. 
demands to eliminate this threshold from whichever party holds the fleeting majority amount to a group of people separated on two sides of a canyon shouting that solution to their colleagues. And that makes the rift both wider and deeper. Consider this. In recent years, nearly every party line response to the problems we face in this body, every partisan action taken to protect a cherished value has led us to more division, not less. The impact is clear for all to see. The steady escalation of tit for tat in which each new majority weakens the guardrails of the Senate and excludes input from the other party, furthering resentment and anger amongst this body and our constituents at home. Democrats' increased use of requiring cloture for judicial nominees under President George W. Bush led to similar tactics by Republicans under President Barack Obama. The 2013 decision by Senate Democrats to eliminate the 60-vote threshold for most judicial and presidential nominations led directly to a response in 2017 by Senate Republicans who eliminated the threshold for Supreme Court nominees. These short-sighted actions by both parties have led to our current American judiciary and Supreme Court. Let me tell you, she's right about that last one. It has led to a Supreme Court that now can reverse anything progressives want to do because they have a super majority. So we're gonna, we are going to have head times ahead. But, you know, this is the same cinema that once said the following. What, what I want to show you is that she would try to play the, 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 the magnanimous legislator. This magnanimous, magnanimous le- legislature, legislator wants to tell everybody, I am so good that I don't want to do anything that would hurt our people. But this was that legislator a few ago. Check this out and then, uh, well, let's hope I can play it. Here we go. But that's whatever. Um, yeah, and Nelson too. But so what does that mean? Well, in the Senate, we no longer have sixty votes. Some would argue that we never had sixty because one of those was Joseph Lieberman. But that's whatever. Um, yeah, and Nelson too. But Lieberman. Um, so, so now there's. Um, I think as the president so eloquently said on Wednesday, there's none of this pressure this false pressure to get to 60. So what that means is that um, the Democrats um, can stop um, kowtowing to Joe Lieberman and instead seek other avenues to move forward with health reform. And so it's likely that the Senate will move forward with a process called reconciliation, which takes only 51 votes. And by the way, it's not unusual. You may recall that before the Democrats took the Senate in 2008, that the Republicans controlled the Senate for quite some time, in fact, since around 1994. They never had 60 votes, and they managed to do a lot of really bad things during that time. So the reconciliation process is still quite available, and we will use it for good rather than for evil. Um, so so uh, it's amazing what happens after you're bought. It's amazing what happens when you no longer work for the people, but you work for the plutocracy. It is amazing 
what happens so soon after you've joined the Senate. So let's be clear here. Uh, while she may want to be magnanimous about it, that has very, very little to do with it. Okay, let me get back to my stream of people, my peeps, my peeps, my peeps. Okay, Carl had to search for who is Ray Epps having fun with conspiracy theories, FBI informant, who knows? Uh, Life First says, again, you're biased. My bias? Okay, I am biased. All of us have some level of bias in us. Uh, Eric Hayes says, Tom C., the 800K number is not all COVID. Listen to the CDC director this week saying 75% were due to core morbidity. Oh, boy. There we're going to go again. All right. We have people with diabetes, heart troubles, and everything else, and they are stable. They are stable. You, you inject uh, COVID in them, and they die. What did they die from? They die because they got COVID, Yes. If they hadn't had those other comorbidities, they probably would have been alive. But COVID was the dagger. Please, people, critical thinking. Please, critical thinking. That is like saying, oh, uh, you know, uh, he was standing near the edge. And while he's standing near the edge of the thing, all, all was fine. But, uh, you know, the wind that blew that pushed him over, you know, it's not the wind that pushed him over. He was just near the cliff, you know. He was, he was at any point going to die. Come on, guys. All right. If Trump had got his way and closed down the country before the vaccine, there would have been millions of deaths before the vaccine was out. Look, Trump could have uh, nipped this stuff in the bud and did what Obama did when uh, we had the, the scare with Ob Ebola. And that was, you don't just stay here in America and try to put yourself in a cage. You go find the disease and you get your experts out there and all of you work collaboratively to prevent it from spreading as it did before. But we didn't do that because we didn't have a leader. Lou Ann Guthrie Thomas, welcome aboard. There are people who are immunocompromised and some too young to get the vaccine. We should be masking up to help protect them as well as protecting ourselves, which is what we... I, I do that. My daughter makes sure that I do that no matter what. If, if I accidentally leave without a mask, which I rarely do, I run back in here for it so fast it ain't funny. All right, let's see. Carl Foster said the truth is out there somewhere. It's always out there, Carl. Linda Jo Kensinger says some of the people who contracted the virus a year ago are suffering from long-term complications. Why would anyone prefer getting COVID-19 and possibly lifelong complications when they could get the vaccine and probably not get sick? Or even if they get sick, uh, Linda Jo, they actually get you know better quicker. Masticator says Egberto always a septic when it comes to corporate America, specifically that pharmaceutical companies suddenly trust that vaccine is not really just a corporate government partnership, billions. First of all, two things can be true. And you know, Masticator, you're half right there. I mean, Masticator, I love you for bringing that up from the, side, from the right side. You're correct what you just said, Masticator. You are correct. It's, a, it's an alliance between the government and the, and the pharmaceutical skimming billions of dollars from us. If we really wanted to do this thing right, the government would have taken over manufacture, taken over the patents, which we actually are the genesis of these patents, and start giving the vaccines away. Just like we have El Senor. And, you know, I'm supposed to have an interview with him, but we couldn't get an interview this week with, uh, uh, what's his name? Hotes, uh, the one who created the, the, the vaccine that is given to the rest of the world without requiring a patent. Okay. He's right in Houston. 
Is this today's show? Yes, this is today's show. We are all live. Every day we're live, brother. All right, let's continue reading my peeps. Uh, Egberto is simply ignoring Ray Epps. Can't let anything destroy or approve the narrative. No, I'm not, I'm not ignoring Ray Epps. The truth of the matter is I haven't followed it, okay? And I don't speak of which I don't know. If I'm going to tell you guys something, I'm going to tell you what I know about, sir. All right, continuing. Oh, PCR came back negative today, so I guess two negatives makes a positive. No, sir. Two negatives means positive for you, not positive for the disease. Hey, he says, yes, mandates lead to the infringement of your rights and the power of the government slam you. Okay, so uh, I guess you slam yourself, Hayes. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union. People, empower yourselves. You are the government. Don't let there be some externality that makes you apart from the government. Take command of the government. Vote. You, somebody not doing what you want, vote them out. You are in command. Don't let the right fool you about something being bad with government, folks. Tom C. says, every case, comorbidity is a simultaneous presence of two or more diseases or medical conditions in a patient. When COVID attacks an unvaccinated person, a comorbidity makes death more likely. Thank you. That's good clarification, sir. Uh, Michael Rudnick says, looks like conservatives want to talk about a conspiracy theory with no evidence. Fact check. J. Ray Elps was at the Capitol rat on January 6, 2021, but there is no evidence that he was an FBI plant assigned to instigate the rat as a conspiracy theory. Embraced by at least two members of Congress claims there is evidence, however, that Epps once held a leadership role in the Oath Keepers, some of the, whose members have been charged with the attack. Whoops, sometimes when it comes back, it hits you harder, buddy. All right, let's continue. Uh, continuing down with the, my, my, my... Wow, it's a lot of messages. Uh, Lou Ann Gother Thomas says, Expose her donor list. Maybe she's a plant by the Republican Party. Both her and Manchin ran as Democrats when they short. I don't know if you saw the show when I spoke about that. The, the Democratic Party always have a couple of, I don't call them plants. They are, they are Democrats, but with, with the ideology of the super Republican capitalist or the neoliberal Democrat. The thing about it is the neoliberal Democrats will, will bend. But the mansions and the, 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 the ones that are, that are owned and paid for completely and entirely by the plutocracy, it's hard as hell to get them to bend. They have to be at the verge before the plutocracy gives them permission to bend. And they don't want to bend on this because America would get a taste of what it is like when you have a great social safety net. They don't want that. They don't want that. They don't want that. All right, let's see. Maywood was replying. Masticator says, I love how a leftist was chastised someone for black and white thinking and then revert to a good and evil paradigm. The situation aesthetics is nauseating. That's not true, Masticator. You see, you try to, you try to project onto me and that's, that's not the right thing to do. Just think about it. I think when, when you say something that is meritorious, in my opinion, I'd let you know. Alistair Water says, Peter... Uh, maybe I messed up somewhere. Help me out if I did. All right. Uh, Bruce says, that should have been done long ago. Why hasn't it happened? Dollars for who? I'm not sure what we're talking about there. But anyway, I feel stupid when I leave for a store, but I forgot my mask. Well, you know what? I don't go to the store without the mask. I turn to hell around and pick the mask up. Not only for my sake, but for the sake of others. Peggy Lopez says, the evidence of Epps is he is a Trump cult member. 
He must have pissed off some high-ranking cultists, and they are out to get him. Folks, it is about that. Actually, it's past the time for me to say, please support our program. Please go to politics. Oh, I'm sorry. Please go ahead and go. If you're on YouTube, click that up arrow. Click Or not that up arrow. Click that thing that says join. Click that button that says join. If you're not on YouTube, but you're on some other platform, please go ahead and go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Alternatively, you can support us on Patreon. politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Alternatively, we, we kind of prefer uh, PayPal, which is politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. And that is... Um, uh, you can either give a one-time donation or a you can go on a monthly with PayPal if you so decide and say, yes, we want to keep this program live. We want to keep this program doing what it does. Remember, we don't only do this program, but we, we, we process video after video after video to tell our progressive message. Uh, Peter Holtes, you're right. Thank you very much, uh, Alison, uh, uh, Alistair Waters. Yes. Uh, so we do this program over and over again. Um, we, we write articles, write books. Uh, we put articles in newspapers and other websites like Daily Coast, Op-Ed News. I have a few articles as well at Common Dreams, etc. So we do the work to make sure that the internet is populated with a progressive message so that when somebody says Medicare for All, they don't just see an article that says Medicare for All is terrible. They get to see Medicare for All and, and or, or an article about it that then takes them to a video about it and that sort of stuff. That's the whole idea of why you have several operations like what we do here and what we're asking you to do to support, help get that message out so that we can continue to populate the internet so that we, you know, so that it, it continues to be we the people, we the people, we the people of the United States of America. Now, uh, so please go ahead and there's a, there, you can also get our books. I would love for you to get my books, my books, my books. Where do you get my books? Hey, thank you so kindly, Paul Bellis. We just got a new member. Let me first go ahead and say, get my books at politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. Shop at our store, politicsandright.com slash store politicsandright.com slash store let me try my best to get brother let's see what's what's that name you know i have to i have to do all kind of, i'm not a, you know this is a makeshift studio at my daughter's apartment as we we take care of her so what i've got to do is do all kinds of machinations so that i can you know i i want to make sure and thank my people as you provide support for the show so what I want to do is right here, go ahead and, and, and get our new supporter on the screen because you guys are the lifeline to Politics Done Right. Uh, and I honor you for, for really, really helping us out here. So good. I think I got that. So now I'll be able to put that onto the screen. Okay, folks, look, thank you so kindly uh, to our newcomer. I'm going to put you onto the screen right away. Anyway, folks, so um, it is important that we populate the internet. It is important that we do our job. And it's not only me doing what I do, let's say the articles, the blogs, the videos, etc. Your part is not only to, let's say, support us however you can, but to also, and I, and I say this kindly, we need you to also be completely engaged. You know, when you hear Eric and all these guys say government is no good or all that kind of stuff, we can't allow that message to, to fester. We have to let folks understand that, in effect, 
We are the government. It is we the people. We the people. The, there's a, there's a, a concerted effort made to make you believe, to disassociate your, you from government. And we can't allow that to happen because once you disassociate yourself from government, then the private corp corporations want to say, okay, we are the solution. And when the private company says, we are the solution, that is where the problem begins. So there we go. Peter, welcome aboard. Uh, not Peter. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting blind, guys. I'm getting blind. The name is Paul Bellas. Paul Bellas, thank you so kindly for becoming our newest member. You are on our screen right now. I have another video to show you guys. This one is important. And I will need you to share this as well. Here's the deal. You've been hearing about inflation. You've been hearing about the jobs report making you believe that there's something wrong with it as it's not as good as it should be, etc., etc., etc. Brothers and sisters, listen to Brother Insana here and then we'll, we'll take it on the other side. Let me get Ron Insana in the house. Go ahead, Ron. Ron, it's good to have you with us. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Ellie. Good to be with you. Thank you. So let me start with inflation, right? We talked about sure. the numbers released today showing it's been actually slowing down over the last few months, down from 9.9% in October to just a half point in December. Is there some good news hidden in these numbers that we should be paying attention to? Yeah, and I'm not sure how hidden it is, actually, Haley. I mean, some of us actually expected <laughs> this, uh, that the inflation rate of increase would decelerate because some of the supply chain issues that uh, that uh, Secretary Buttigieg mentioned just a few moments ago are beginning to ease. If you go back to Christmas where everybody thought no goods would be delivered and we just get lumps of coal, instead we had the strongest you know, holiday shopping season in 17 years. So we're seeing more and more those issues get resolved. And I think as we move through 2022, relative to the cost of goods last year, which was depressed by the pandemic, we'll see more flattening out of those increases. And in my estimation, and I'm not uh, among many who say this, I, I do think inflation is going to come down pretty hard this year, particularly in the goods sector, uh, where, again, we've seen those big jumps relative to the last couple of years that were affected by the pandemic. And, and I think we'll see much more normal price activity going forward. We know that the Fed, right, with the chairman of the Fed telling lawmakers on Tuesday, I believe they're considering raising interest rates to try and get a handle on inflation to tame inflation. So let me ask you this from a very consumer focused perspective, Ron, what should people be doing with their money right now? Right. Under the assumption that the Fed may raise interest rates to try to get a check on inflation. Anything different? Well, there's not much anyone needs to do differently at the moment with a long-term discipline plan. You still put your money away on a monthly basis. You can still dedicate it to stock market investments and the like. If the Fed were to get extremely aggressive, and as some suggested, Goldman Sachs or Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan, if the Fed were to raise rates four times or more sometime this year, then at that point, the stock market could run into some serious difficulty. We've always already seen it wobble a bit so far this year. But for the moment, not much to do except to adhere to one's discipline, put the money away. And until you really see something that, that is overtly aggressive by the Fed, you, you don't have to worry too much. You might want to speed up the purchase of a house if you're in the process of closing yeah. because those rates are likely to go up as well. That makes sense. If you're thinking about it, maybe do it sooner rather than later, although then you're also contending with what we've seen as a hot housing market, at least in some of the places, you know, D.C., New York, et cetera. Ron, really quickly before I let you go, bottom line, yeah. 
Do you think I, I wonder if you feel like the, these inflation numbers make the economy look worse than it actually is? And the reason I ask is because, you know, I think for people, you go to the grocery store, your chicken breasts are like more expensive. That yeah. hurts. Right. You feel that in your week to week or month to month budget. But as we've seen over the last month or so, you know, the economy is growing. Unemployment is getting yeah. back down to where they were before the pandemic. And wages are going up about 6%. So the real uh, loss of purchasing power is close to 1% rather than the 7% inflation number that everybody talks about. So wages have gone up, the economy is strong, employment strong. And I think this temporary increase in inflation will, as the Fed used to say, prove transitory. And I think people will find that their purchasing power will get stronger as the year goes on. So as you see, folks, the effective inflation rate to people based on the increase in the economy is about 1%. And, you know, a lot of that we all know can be mitigated instead of buying a brand name stuff. For now, while, while the thugs that have caused the rates to go up, and notice I'm only, I, only, I only name call the people who are ripping off the average American citizen. You'll never hear me talk about uh, the average American as being foolish, stupid, or anything. I won't do that. But those bastions, that the bastions of our economy, the bastions of our politics, the ones that are doing harm to the American people, I will have no mercy in how we talk to them or how we should talk to them. Okay, let's see. Masticator says, Disciples of Egberto Willis. How do you excuse his hypocrisy by selling his book through Amazon? I've explained that a whole lot of times, you know. I, one person can't go ahead and make the change. You may want to ask, why do I buy certain things at Walmart? Why do I buy certain things? You know, I have friends that say, I simply won't buy anything at Walmart. And I say, great. But you know what? For somebody who, is, uh, uh, who works, uh, my, my, my job now from being a software developer into now being a full-time activist and broadcaster is, uh, makes orders of magnitude less. Uh, you know what? Walmart is very, uh, very economical. Until we have a social safety net, one person can't make that change, not to buy at Amazon, not to buy at Walmart. It has to be a, 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 a composite change. So there's no hypocrisy there, sir. Other people have said it. If he, got, if he gave Donald Trump a cut from his book sale, finally proved to you he's a charlatan. No, I won't give Donald Trump a cut. Now, Donald Trump, if he owns stocks in Amazon, he may get a cut. Yeah. Well, I can't help that. AVQ, welcome. Paul Bilas. Thank you so kindly, Paul, for being our latest, newest member. Uh, Tiala Wilson says, so why aren't the majority getting what they want? It takes time. And I know time is, so far, it's over 40 years. Reaganomics began 40 years ago. 40 years ago, Reaganomics began, Tiala. And here's what we have to do. We have to not throw our hands up in the air and say, what the heck, we can't make a difference. That's what they want us to do. We have to keep pushing. We have to keep electing progressives in the primaries. The problem is we, we go to the primaries and we just elect a Democrat. You can't do that. You have to elect a progressive. And let me, give, let me tell you something that could be blasphemy, especially since I'm an official in our party in the Democratic Party, that is. But I, I do this show completely aside. I have This have nothing to do with parties. But if there is a progressive Republican running against a, uh, a conservative Democrat and the progressive Republican is going to be there to pass progressive policies, that's who I would vote for. I'm just saying. 
progressive is the thing. I, I vote in mostly in the Democratic Party because that is where progressives reside. But they don't solely, we don't only have to reside there. So remember that. Peggy Lopez says, I have a flag that is a copy of the American flag with the logos of large corporations that starts. You must get that from Move to Amend. I was actually a board member of Move to Amend. And we had, we had, that was our flag with all those things, uh, Peggy Lopez. Social Security and other pensions did not go up that much. No, they didn't. Eric Hayes says, yes, why? Tom C. says, would Trump help Egberto sell his books? I doubt it. If he did, giving him a cut would only be fair. Would love to see Trump contradict GOP and his own message by promoting Egberto's book. <laughs> I mean, I know Tom, and then and he'll, he'll bring us to a bigger audience that we'll be able to convince at least some of them to consider our position. That's true, Tom. All right, let's continue here. What else we got here? Uh, we got Nanette Bird-Smith says, Anomics was the biggest lie ever propagated. Anomics. Um, you got me on that one, Nanette. I'm going to go to the dictionary after the show to see what anomics mean if you don't tell me what it means. Oh, Reaganomics. Reaganomics. Got you. <laughs> I was wondering, wow. I don't know what anomics was. Okay, thanks for correcting that. Masticator says, I suspected the left want, wasn't so consumed with replacing the culture we could probably get done with healthcare and corporate malfeasance. Unfortunately, agreement on anything brings cultural destruction. Hmm. I don't know what you mean by if we were not really occupied with changing culture. There is no culture to change. There, the American culture is our culture. The American culture is not monolithic. What we fight against is assuming the American culture is monolithic as, as Cody Pogue in the thing that we played yesterday proved. We want, all we are saying is let's be honest about culture and give merits to everybody's culture. You know, I'm Caribbean, I'm Latino, I'm black. And if you take a look at my videos, my cooking videos and all of that, all of it is there. And I'm also American. And I also show that in, 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 in my videos. I share four cultures in my household. Okay? So, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Many people just fear change. They fear that somehow somebody else's culture means it nullifies what they consider their culture. That is so false. You know, I love going into cities and having Italian food and Taiwanese food and Chinese food and Seoul food and Ecuadorian food. My daughter bought some Peruvian food. Look, having a lot of cultures is a great thing. It makes life much less boring. And what happens is too often, too many tries to push fear of another culture when culture is just that the things that a particular group of folks who grew up together like to do come on folks that's what it's all about anyway folks support politics done right please help us continue to tell the message to tell, put the message out there we cannot do it without you there is our catch all with the different forms of supporting us is at politicsdoneright.com slash support politicsandright.com slash support Michael has left us and this time he left us one minute early Michael you were staying along the whole time looks like I'm heading out a few minutes early today he says Al Rose way to go your way to go on your book Eggy 
Eggy is a name that uh, a lot of my good friends back in Panama used to call me, and it's a play on my word, egg. Nanette Birdsmith says, Team Ashley Strong. Thank you, Egberto. No, thank you all. You all have been wonderful, and you guys make all of this work doing because together we are going to make a difference. So thank you so kindly, my brothers and sisters. I got to get out of here. Look, my name is Egberto Willis. I want to thank once again... Uh, Paul, thank you so kindly for becoming our latest member. Please, folks, join Paul and you become one as well. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.